Well, hello there. This is Anthony Ware, your host of Founder Mental Wealth. And I like to think of Founder Mental Wealth as conversations in the key of we, as in we, not me, because we're all in this together. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, different topics around how founders and specifically underestimated founders are working through and developing the whole, their mental wealth in the face of building businesses. And then in this context, really, we want to just talk about, and we're having conversations, the real conversations that usually get put off until something bad happens. So with that, I want to just give a brief disclaimer that I'm not a healthcare professional. And if you are in a moment of crisis, please seek medical attention. Um, if you need resources, please feel free to email us at mental at foundermentalwealth.com and we can uh, do our best to point you in the right direction. And with that said, with this conversations that we have on this podcast, they're going to be the real convos and our guests are going to be from all over the world, different industries. And the common thread is that they're founders they're underestimated founders. And when I say underestimated founders, I mean black folks, people of color, um, women, LGBTQIA, and letting our stories be told in a way that we want to tell them. And uh, today I'm really excited because this is episode number one, and I want to kick this off. And it's I'm honored to have the first guest of this podcast and these conversations be Arlen Hamilton. Uh, she's been a longtime mentor of mine, first from afar, um, and then I've had the opportunity to meet her on a couple different a uh, couple occasions, and grateful for that. In this episode, Arlen Hamilton, the founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital gets into a lot of topics ranging from imposter syndrome and the building your resilience muscle um, and being a leader of people who are dealing with real stuff, whether that's business issues or being the caregiver and, and the weight that that carries and the things how you have to think ahead um, in terms of that. Um, I, I, I won't, I won't uh, delay it any further, but we're going to go ahead and jump into this episode and uh, away we go. My name is Arlen Hamilton. I'm the founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital, which is a boutique investment firm that invests in underestimated founders. I'm also the author of It's About Damn Time, a new book from Penguin. Arlen, thank you so much for uh, making time and, and being able to join us today. And my first question is, I know we have all of this, uh, we have COVID and the pandemic and, and things going on. I uh, just want to see how you're feeling, how things are progressing for you and getting grounded in this new context of, uh, of normal. I am doing okay right now. I think the first few days and weeks of this were the toughest so far, um, as was I'm sure for many people just getting our bearings. And so we had, a we went through a quite a bit at, at my company at backstage internally and person, I went through a lot personally. Uh, but I feel really 
good now. I feel optimistic. I feel like it is absolutely mad what's going on right now. It just doesn't make any logical sense. Um, and there are things that kind of knock me, knock my the the wind out of me every single day that I read about or hear about or learn about, uh, whether it's strangers or not. Um, but I think overall there is a there is a um, there's a tenacity that's within me now that I understand that I will get through it and that we will get through it. Oh, I, I love that. Tit. And it's uh tenacity. That's such a, that's an interesting and kind of powerful word. I think um, it reminds me of how you talk about, uh, you know, underestimated founders and in thinking of like that, ten, that level of tenacity, what are you seeing um, when it comes to, I think the the headliners um, or the the founders that you inv- have invested in or have relationships with, um, what are you seeing from them with regards to how they're they're responding? It's uh, it's you know various. It's varied because we have 130 or so companies that we've invested in, and they're across so many different industries by design, and that's what we were looking for was all types. But you know, you'll have people from not only different industries, but also founders who are at different stages of their companies. Some are very early and some are very seasoned and some are doing quite well because of all, everybody staying home and, and the, them being able to kind of go into gear and depending on what they're working on and others were hit really hard and are just waiting and waiting for a government assistance. And so it's been, all, it's been an, actually an interesting uh, board to look at because we're able to see so many different points of view and what we've tried to do. And I think we've, I think we've done a good job of it so far is we've tried to help at scale and be there for our founders where we can. And, and we were, we were very quick to tell them that we are inundated right now, but that we want to be an open source for them. So we've, we've done things that are very intentional where we've had multiple, um, we've had multiple web like webinars and and meetings to talk about things, bringing experts in, just as much as legal, financial, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then we've also left it also to the customized ad hoc help that we can do. It's much like we've done in the past, like we've always done, but now you have where you would normally have maybe 10, 15% of the portfolio actively reaching out, you probably have, you know, double that now. Oh my goodness. Uh, in thinking of some of the, you know, the, the, the ways that you're helping portfolio, that the portfolio of founders, um, with, with it, that what we talk about here on founder mental wealth is, are, are things to help us with our, to make a positive impact on our mental wealth and, and, and our mental health. And what's, what's interesting is the data shows that, uh, as it's been widely publicized about entrepreneurs having, you know, two X more, uh, likelihood of depression and, and anxiety and things of that nature. But, you know, for underestimated founders, it's even more, um, drastic, uh, because of, you know, systemic issues and things of that nature for your, for the founders that you interact with, how, from a, from a mental health standpoint, um, are you able to help uh, at, at scale or maybe one off? How, how is how is that going? So I 
again, we, we don't, I don't do my own surgery and I definitely don't uh, <laughs> try to tell people that we have any sort of uh, professional mental health, although obviously both for our internal team and for our founders, um, um, mental health is, is something that we invest in uh, mental health services or something we invest in. So that's where we can, we can be like third party helpful, but I think that being as open as we are being and being as accessible as we are all being and getting on phone calls and getting on um, Zoom calls, texting all hours of the night, I think that just them knowing that we're there is being very helpful. And then also um, we're, I mean, it's easier to have, it's easier to have one less thing to worry about when you're not concerned as as concerned about money and as you know most of us know and so we have been really intentional about how do we make sure that anyone who needs it in our portfolio can have that access to ppp and idle and other and alternative funding we don't have the dry powder in our fund are yeah. under management to do it ourselves. Although I've been trying for the past month or so to put together something, it's not happening fast enough. So we don't just try one thing at backstage. We try multiple <laughs> things till we get it right. And just reaching out to different groups of, and, and thinking, being really creative. I mean, hacking, hacking, hacking. How do we get bridges to people? And how do we get people, the ones who need it and the other ones who are, frankly, doing really, really well right now, like better than they ever have because of this? How do we make sure that they feel like they're shored up and that they don't, this is not overwhelming to them and that this isn't just something that comes and goes? There's also a lot of guilt that comes with that. I mean, it's a deep, deep thing when you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm prospering because of death, mass death. Yes. And there are millions of people who have lost their jobs and you know, how do you do that? Another thing that we're tackling is something that we experience in-house. We're tackling how do we help founders in our portfolio if they've had layoffs? Because we know in 2019, we had two rounds of layoffs. And in March of 2020, when COVID hit, we had another round of layoffs, which I did not, like the, the ones that were in 2019, one of them was anticipated, one of them wasn't. And then the one in March definitely wasn't, and it, it cut deep and it was tough. And we, we cut our salaries in half in some cases and, and by, a, by two thirds in other cases. And, you know, that, that affects people immediately. People in our, it's interesting because people in our, on our team, we all have at least someone that we live with or take care of directly who has either an autoimmune deficiency or some sort of thing that puts them in a high category. And so the, f the first kind of wave of emails that I sent out was, was addressing that because I knew that that would hit us hard mentally and emotionally before anything else. Wow. Well, and it sounds like that. I mean, what not, it sounds like it, you are being so proactive. Um, I think that like, to your point, it, in and of itself, being that proactive and that transparent um, eases the mind a bit, even in the most stressful situations. Um, 
I want to switch gears a little bit uh, because uh, I- I'm super excited. Even in the midst of all this, everything that's going on, uh, you have something that is great to happen on May 5th. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it is? Well, my book, my very first book, It's About Damn Time, is coming out on May 5th. And I have to say, I'll say it here, it's about damn time that it does. because it's it's been slow i am thrilled that it's coming out and it's definitely coming out at a time you know in in a way i never anticipated so many authors are who are releasing in april may june etc have to re completely retool how they get this message out to people but um even though though there are those roadblocks i am just so excited about it well, it, well, and I was I'm grateful to to have uh, just for all the listeners that I was able to have an advanced read, and I have to say it, it is much like much like this. It's I felt like I was having a conversation with you, but then also mm. being mentored by you. Mm. Um, <laughs> the, the gamut of emotions from crying to laughing to to everything. Um, well, what was you. the? You're welcome. Um, what was the toughest part for you about going through the process of writing and then going reliving in many ways those those moments, the highs and the lows from your past? Um, so a couple of things come to mind. One is that I don't think I've I, I don't think I've quite tackled the before and after of starting backstage and having the success that I have today, the successes. I mean, I don't think that I've made it in any way, shape or form, but I feel like I have, I'm it's different. My circumstances are different than they were five years ago. I don't think I have been able to like reflect on it enough because it happens. So it not the success didn't have happen fast, but like (laughs) the change happened fast. Like I was, I was off to the races after being told no for years and years and years. And then the next day after my first yes, I'm, I'm off to the races. So part of it was actually, it wasn't so difficult to remember or to even conjure up the feelings because it was, it feels like it was yesterday, all of that. And I also don't feel, I don't know, I guess I, I I think it helps that I just don't feel shame or anything for my past and decisions I've made even up until today. I feel more like, I feel proud that I have survived and that I've survived with um, what I know to be dignity, even if, even if other people have opinions about a decision I made here and there. So the hardest part really wasn't in the conjuring it up of it or sharing of it. Cause I was really looking forward to how that can help other people. It was mostly in more the logistics of it, of the fact that I at the time was flying to multiple cities per week. I was speaking uh. multiple times. I was uh, uh, caring for still am a, a, a portfolio of 130 companies where any given week, 10 to 20 of them, you know, we were working together on something. 
And so to have all those things going on and on top of that, writing, you know, sitting down to write is not easy for me. <laughs> like just, it's, but there were some, there were some chapters that flowed really well. Um, I found that speaking, uh, on voice memo and then having it transcribed and then turning that into a chapter was the best method for me. So that's probably why it feels very conversational to you. Ah, well, and, and it totally makes sense because you, you on your podcast, um, each podcast series that you've done, um, it, it seems like there's a certain energy you have compared to if there's something I see written by you. Um, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. A certain good, a good energy, a certain, not just a certain energy, a certain good energy. Um, and, and, uh, kind of on that, I guess on that point about, um, uh, the things you've had to go through, what do you think has has helped you develop kind of this muscle of resilience um, that you that you have and continue to build? Experience and time and heartache. <laughs> I mean, all <laughs> those things when over it happens over and over and over again. You, I guess you can either get used to it, and that that's not necessarily a good thing, or you can let the challenge of it flex something, you know, mm. trigger something that flexes the muscle rather than, Oh, this is happening again. This is happening to me again. And I, I, I try not to be just beaten down by the circumstances over the past 40 years, 30 years. And instead the older I get, the more I try to say, okay, this thing happened these are the circumstances. This sucks. Here we go again. But can I learn something? Yes. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but can I also not just learn something, but like develop a skill from this? Can I, yes. can I be even stronger and um, something from this? And, and I think that's where it comes from is not just, not just it happening over and over again. So you get used to it, but also, repurposing it at any, at any opportunity. Uh, I love, I, I love that, that, that the flex finding ways to flex the resilience muscle. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, as you, I mean, it, it's well documented through the, the various podcasts and what you share on social media. And, and now with this, with this book um, that you've continued to level up and, and also shining uh, the light so other folks can level up. Um, one of the things that when I've talked to founders, we talk about the, the, the issue of imposter syndrome comes up and I'd love to know, like, when was the last time you felt that rumbling of imposter syndrome and, and how did you work through that to kind of have the breakthrough to continue to move forward? Um, it's been, it's been a while since I've had it, felt it because I used to feel it in many different places until I realized that I, I just realized like, look at, just look at what has been done. Like how long am I going to have this modesty of, uh, like, I can't do that. I can't do that. No, you can do what you put your mind to. So I have that in my head, but so it's not full on imposter syndrome that ha that rumbles recently, but recently I realized I said I am like with the book coming out, I think I'm going to have more people know me. And mm. 
that that's probably going to piss some other people off because they the same people who have had issue with me in the past of being overexposed are probably going to really come out of the woodwork again. And I oh, true for that. A, yeah, for a second I was like, do I want to even deal with that? And then I was like, wait a second, <laughs> why on earth would I mute myself and worry about that? when so many other people will be positively impacted in one way or another? Why would I even think about what this person over here on Instagram with their thumbs thinks about the picture of me with my book, holding my book up, if they have a problem with it because it's, oh, she thinks she's cute. I do think I'm cute. I am adorable. <laughs> <Yes>. and- <laughs> <laughs> and 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 a lot more people are going to know that. So good. Look, we're all in agreement. <laughs> Every, you know, and that's not necessarily easy to do because the higher the stakes in my life, and the the more people who know me, the more decisions I make, and the more things we do, the more success that comes from the people that we've backed, the more all of it. And yes, even the more money that shows up, or that is earned. Um the more you're going to have people who have an opinion that is negative of that for whatever reason. You can call them haters. You can call them detractors. Uh, some of it is constructive criticism, which I always appreciate. But really, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't have time for the nonsense of that. And I don't know too many people who have time for it. So it doesn't matter what level or what where you are in life, you're going to have somebody who has an opinion that's like against yours and they're trying to talk about what you should have done, how you should address your kids or how you should have done this thing or you should have put that on Instagram. That's not really my my problem is that. So I, I did spend some time recently really having a word with myself and say, because there's about three or four people, three or four people who still, I still think back to like, are they going to be okay with this? And I have to, I have to like snap myself out of that. Like who, none of them are my parents, my nieces or nephews, my wife, none of those people are the ones that are in my head. Are they going to, are they going to think that I think I'm too much? Who cares if they do? I hope they do. In fact, because I am too much (laughs) and that's a lot. (laughs) Let's go. I'm having a, a breakthrough right now, Anthony. <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. Well, I, I was going to say we're great to we're, we're great to uh, close up here, but that I, I think that in and of itself, that that what you just said is a practice. I think that we can all we can all make sure we we always have uh, or do because because we we're never going to be enough for every somebody's going always going to have an issue with this and you just said it brilliantly how to work through that um arlen uh again i just want to thank you so much for having me on the show and or having or being on the show and congratulations um, on your on your new show i really uh look forward to listening to more and more episodes thank you so much and then how can people get a hold of you and what what should we do between now and may 5th I want you to go to itsaboutdamntime.com no matter when you hear this and you can pick up the book. You can pick it up as a hardcover, as an ebook, or as me reading it aud- audibly, which uh, I was very excited to do. 
You can also check out my podcast, Your First Million, through that link. It's about damntime.com. I have podcasts listed up there where I talk to a lot of interesting people. And um, you can also check out my online course that I have now. It's Arlen's Academy on the link and it gives you all the information you need about it. But it's really about raising and earning capital for your company. And we're having a lot of fun with it right now. If you use the uh, coupon code, let me think about what coupon code I want to use. Um, if you use um, from scratch, F-R-O-M scratch, one word as a coupon code, I'm going to give you a deep, deep discount. And you can go check it out to see what that is. Right on. I, and everything that Erla just said, I'll make sure I have in the uh, the show notes. Cool. And uh uh, yes, I'm, I'm excited for you, and I know this will be a serious network and generational impact uh, by everyone that reads the book. Thank you so much, and Thank I appreciate you uh, reading it and, and letting me know how you how you found it. Thank you so much for making time in your day. I hope you took a lot of notes from all the gems that Arlen was dropping during this conversation. And you can check the show notes for any of the links that we may have mentioned, and including her book. I highly recommend it. And if you read the book and you want to take it a step further, definitely recommend um, the Academy. No, I'm not getting paid for any of that. It's just that damn good um, because it's about damn time. So until the next episode, this is Anthony Ware signing off and uh, may your day be uh, joyous in one form or another. All right. Take care. Bye.